Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Welcome to a very special edition of the Joey T Podcast. Recording again from my car. Very special introduction there from C. Thomas Al. Find his music on Bandcamp, as always. I'm not alone tonight. And I'm on the road. I'm in New York, Brooklyn to be exact. And sitting to my right, you know him, you love him from the Jacket Audio world. Stunning Steve. How are you, sir? Doing good. Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad we can get this done. We are in Brooklyn tonight to see the reunion of the great Mr. Bungle. First time in 20 years? Oh, it's got to be over 20 years by now. Dude, I... 21 years. 21? Uh, the Electric Factory. The last time I saw him was the Snow Court Tour. That's right. Okay, was that the last time? Yeah. Because I, I know you were bouncing around. Yeah. Okay. No, that was February of 2000. Yeah. Because I bought my cousins their tickets as a birthday gift. That's right. So, yeah, 20 years, almost 20 years. Remember, 20 years to the month. Yeah, it, actually, it was February of 2000. It actually snowed that night, too. Did it really? Yeah, for uh, snow corn. Went, or it just recently snowed. I, yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we still haven't had crap. All right, first off, Steve's up from the deep south. Traveled many, many miles to get here by plane, and then we uh, took the car ride up, and we were talking about the weather. No snow. No snow. It's February. There hasn't been any snow yet, and I couldn't be happier. That's right. We love all this rain, though. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this is a nightmare. So we got... I had to travel up this way uh, last summer, and a two-hour car ride took me about five to six hours. So when Steve and I were planning to get up here, uh, I was like, let's leave early. I'm like, the last time I had to come around here, it was a nightmare. Construction, accidents, it was just, it was the absolute worst. We got here in pretty decent time, but it's been pouring all day. And this is like a typical city setup where there's no place to park. 
we took us forever to find a pizza joint to eat at. And then we found records. We were looking on the, our phones to find something to do. Found some record stores that were nearby, but nothing was within walking distance. So then we get in the car and circle the block again to try to find parking for that. And we went to try to go to another one and circle the to circle the streets looking for another spot. It's a nightmare, absolute nightmare. So we decided we'll head back towards the venue. We'll head back towards Brooklyn Steel. We've been sitting in the car for about an hour now. Yeah, <laughs> and we still have another hour before the doors open. Hopefully. We open at seven. Yes, there's still. Mr. Bungle has been was pretty active posting about the uh, California shows, and their last tweet was about 15, 16 hours ago, saying we're in New York. Steve's pulling it up now. You got anything? Nope, nothing. Still the same crap. <laughs> yeah. So I know you're psyched for this. Have you watched any? bootleg videos or I anything actually, at all? No, I haven't played anything. I've seen some things that probably were meant to be surprises. Yeah. Like, like Patton's look. <sighs> Looking a little like Julio. Yeah, he's definitely got his gangster's <laughs> paradise going. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, and I know um, his his uh, outfit in the last couple of, couple of shows looks like he's uh, got a Mr. Rogers persona going on. Is that what that look is? Yeah, yeah, it says Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I saw the red jacket or sweater, I guess, I don't know, whatever yeah. that is. I saw he was wearing red, but I, I was ignoring, I was trying to just scroll past <laughs> quickly because I didn't really want to spoil anything. When I saw the picture of the hair, I don't know, I was just like, I don't even, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I, even Mr. Bungle themselves, or I don't know if they were tagged or they posted, but they were putting videos up. And I scrolled right by. I don't want to know anything. I heard they're... Okay, so they're doing... The whole show is from their demo called Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny, which was not ever officially released. Right. But this thing made its rounds. I got my copy of it at a music convention in Wildwood. Wow. Um, there was vendors selling bootleg stuff, vinyl when records weren't at their peak popularity like they are now. Um, but yeah, it was... That's where I found that. You had it on vinyl? No, no, oh, I didn't have... I'm just saying that's what the kind oh, of crap they were selling. Yeah. But yeah, no, I got a, a copy on cassette. And I listened to it a couple of times when I got it, I want to say this was 97, 98 when I got my hands on that. And the quality of the cassette wasn't that good. So I really wasn't, I, I was had a hard time getting into it. Right. Now, when did you get a copy of so it? I can't I remember uh, hearing about old demos and I might have hit eBay. I might have been looking on eBay. I know uh, I got a couple in the mail. I don't know if it was the OU one oh eight, whatever that one. Oh OU eight one eight. And uh, you gave me you made a copy of that for yeah, me. That's where I got my copy of that. About Love in America, wasn't there something about God uh, damn I love yeah, America? Yeah, goddamn I love America. So I remember getting a couple of demos in the mail. It must have uh-huh. come from eBay. Okay. And Raging Wrath, I don't know if I just heard your copy or or if I got Maybe. that off eBay as well, I don't know. Or back then, who knows? Napster? It might have been something Napster. downloaded. Oh my god. Napster. Yeah, I don't I don't know. 
But yeah, but I only, I only listened to it a handful of times, and they made this announcement that they were going to do this tour, and it's, it's all they're doing. They're not doing anything from their major label releases, nothing from the self-titled, nothing from Disco Volante or California. This is strictly Raging Wrath plus two older... Three. Three? Three, three unreleased th- tracks. Three un- unreleased tracks. But they're also from that, that era, right? Era. Yeah, it sounded like there were three tracks. Never actually quite learned how to play. Like, maybe they wrote it. Uh, yeah. And maybe now they're just unearthing that and learning how to play it. Yeah, well, God, they better. Because that Raging Wrath's only like 35 minutes or yeah. something. It's short. So they're adding... It's the Raging Wrath, those three songs. And... Are they doing content? I think I saw something about adding a couple cover songs. Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility. I, I I don't know what they could be. Okay, so, yeah, dude, I, I'm excited, but not as excited as I should be. Like I know if I was going to hear the stuff that we know, like the back of our hands, I'd be out of my mind right now. Yeah, I mean, we're as I said earlier, we're sitting in the car in the rain. I would probably be sit, standing in line in the rain with anticipation to be one of the first people in there. But like, yeah, we'll get in there. There's plenty of time. There's no rush. Let's stay dry. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> uh, I remember when we first heard Phantom Us, the first record, and we were kind of terrified by that direction. We were kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. But uh, seeing them live, we were like, oh, man, I don't know how this is going to be the show. And it ended up being amazing. Yeah. And it gave me a whole new appreciation for, for that record. And even Dead Cross, too. You know, going to see them live. Man, I, I listened to that record over and over, like, more after I saw them live. So I'm kind of hoping, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Yeah. With Raging Wrath. Like, you know, I, I remember uh, the quality of the demo was just not ideal. It was just unlistenable. Like, I didn't really care. I don't even remember it. Really, no. Honestly, and I haven't heard it recently. So you didn't go back no, at all? Yeah. I, we probably should have while sitting here for a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, Christ. Oh, my God. Why did <laughs> <laughs> the, well, you know what? We haven't seen each other in a while, so we yeah. got we got a chance to catch up and share stories and whatnot. So it wasn't time wasted. But yeah, we could have done that with all. Yeah, maybe we're still gonna have time. because yeah. uh, I'd like to do this. This will go out, and then for the ride home after I don't need GPS anymore, I know what road we're on. Right. Maybe try to do a little post post show recap. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this is nuts. There's a so it's really only three guys, three of the original Mr. Bungle members: Mike Patton on vocals, Trey Spruance on guitar, and Trevor Dunn on bass. They've recruited Scott Ian of Anthrax as a second guitarist, and Dave Lombardo of Phantomas and Slayer fame. God, people don't know how to drive around here. Do you, you see that mess? So, no. Oh God. I think somebody just blew a stop sign. Just, yeah, keep blowing that stop sign. Yeah, it's not. This neighborhood, it doesn't seem like a terribly bad neighborhood, except there's this apartment complex behind us that looks like it was where they filmed Judgment Night with <laughs> Dennis Leary. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, little, I'm a little concerned about that. But, yeah, terrible drivers around here. A lot of honking, a lot of blowing stop signs. There's some dude next to us now. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> What's going on? 
Hey, heck. I, I don't know. I think he just broke into a car. <laughs> Dude, he was milling about in that car for a while. He, he went through every door. We always... Oh, my God. We were just talking about this earlier. Now, they, little little story from 20-plus years ago. We were sitting in the car. There was one night I didn't want to go home for some reason. This is when I still live with my parents. And me and Steve were out. It was, was that, New, that was New Year's party, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was it New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve party. And we could, I don't know, why didn't we just go to your house? Well, my mom was, I was living at home. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was like, all right. So we slept in my car. We just told our parents we were staying in our parents' house. We slept in the car. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. And it, I had flashbacks. As we're watching this guy rooting through the car next to us, I just had flashbacks. Right? You started to fall asleep. Oh, or no, God. I started to fall asleep. And then there was some dude leaning <laughs> on my <laughs> car. You're like, dude, there's somebody on your car. Yeah. Weird, oh weird shit happens when we're. That was like the parking. It was in our apartment. It was. Yes, it was. Oh, <laughs> we need to stay away from apartments. <laughs> I don't. Oh we God. We knew somebody that that was staying there. Yeah. And I think maybe I just felt comfortable if you were familiar with the uh, area. Yeah. The apartment complex. That's yeah. But oh my God, <laughs> that was insane. But hey, back back to. The uh, subject at hand, the Mr. Bungle reunion. Do you remember? We're gonna go way back because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on Jacket. Maybe when we did the the King Buzzo Road Show with T Mac, um, getting you into Faith No More. I remember you you asked me, oh, "Is there any good music out now?" And I suggested Angel Dust, and that just started your downward spiral. Do you remember the first time you listened to? Mr. Bungle's first album. Oh, yeah, you know what? We were working at the movie theater. Uh-huh. I was already into Faith No More. Like, you and I were, we were bonding over Angel Dust, get, getting pumped for the concert. And I remember you were working box office. And I walked into the box office when it was, you know, kind of nothing much more, nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> to rip, rip Except talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I had nothing yeah, else to do. I saw you looking at uh, what ended up being the, the CD booklet for the first Mr. Bungle, our first official title, and I was like, what's this all about? And you were showing me the the, the, the artwork, and you are like, look, and then uh, you pointed to the credits, and you are like, Vlad Track mm. is uh, actually Mike Patton. I was like, oh, really? So that, that got my attention, okay. and then uh, I went and picked up a copy, and you know, went and listened to it, and was pretty blown away. Yeah. And I was like, oh. What, what was your first impression? When you... I thought, I thought it was pretty fun. I love Carousel right away. Uh, Girls of Porn was pretty like, <laughs> pretty extreme. And then wow, yeah. it, it felt like a joke song. So I yeah. was kind of laughing about that. I was playing that for my brothers. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I, I just loved it overall. Like, you know, I I was pretty impressed, you know, considering it was like, I, was, I picture I'm like, you know, really hardcore, like, you know, more hardcore than, than Faith No More. Yeah. And oh, was, God, yeah. just kind of excited. And it made sense, too, because you explained that in the epic video for Faith No More well that's the shirt he's wearing he's promoting his own band and it all just kind of came together yeah I can't. I still can't believe Faith No More let him yeah. wear that shirt yeah yeah that when that's how now I didn't put that together My, a friend of mine from high school's cousin who I had met and hung out with a few times he was a real big music fan and it was back in the day of the like cassette clubs, like twelve tapes for a dollar or whatever. Yeah. The Columbia House, whatever it was called. 
And Mr. Bungle was actually available in there. Yeah. So he recognized the name from the Epic video, the T-shirt in the Epic video, and he got it. So that's how he found it. He had no idea. So he played it. Obviously, the voice, you know, his voice is instantly recognizable, even though he wasn't credited as Patton. He had the the fake the fake name of Vlad Drac. Um, so the cousin found that out. Told my friend. He told me. I'm like, really? He's got two bands? Like that was real unheard of back yeah. in the day. Like you just had your one band and you put your album out every two years and toured and then you took a break and got back together with the same band. Like there really wasn't a lot of crossover or you know multi bands. And I, I remember going home and like. I'm looking at it. I'm reading like the the song titles, like yeah. "Girls of Porn" and "My Ass Is on Fire," and I'm like, you know, maybe this is one I should put headphones on for <laughs> for the first listen. And that first song, that the first song on the first side, quote unquote. I don't remember. There's like that 20 second delay. Like it doesn't even start. Oh my god! Right away. Yeah. So I put <laughs> headphones on. And I'm like, I hear like crackling. It, it almost sounded like a record, like a needle being put down on the record. And then that little bit, I, I'm like, turn it up a little bit. I'm like, is there something wrong with this tape? <laughs> so I never turned it up full blast, but I kept turning it like up and down. But as I turned it up, the keyboards kicked in. And it was just the right time for me to blow my ears out. I'm like, oh my God. So I turn it down. I don't all like. I, I honestly thought it was the most evil sounding thing I had ever heard. You know, it, it started it was startling because before the keyboards kicked in, it was so quiet and it sounded like they smashed a bottle or some like Oh that's right, broke. there is some like a that's, glass break. That scared out of me. I think what I, I was like listening for is like, is this is on? And then it was, you know, it just kind of exploded. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. dude, I was a little little nervous about what I was listening to. I'm like, Oh my god, what the hell is going on here? And I remember, I don't know if Tony Mack ever talked about this on Jacket, but I, he used to have this, uh, in the previous house he lived in, he had like a little man cave room, uh, we didn't call it that back then, with like this really, like the old school stereo with the gigantic yeah. speakers, and there, uh, some kind of chair that, I remember him like telling me that he was annoyed at that gap in the beginning because he's a man of routine (laughs) and he would like to push play sit down in his chair and then the music would start and he said that screwed him up all the time listening to that because he'd push play (laughs) and he'd be ready to listen to music and it was like there's that delay (laughs) yeah so I remember him being like annoyed by that yeah um yeah dude and that was that that album changed everything. Changed everything for me. I never li- listened to music the same way again. <laughs> like, I I found this, you know, I Mr. Bungle and Faith No More before we were friends. Before that, I was, for the most part, radio guy. Like, I didn't really go dig too deep. Yeah. Every once in a while, with uh, some friends, we would go to this uh, record shop under the L on Frankfurt Ave in Philadelphia. Um, and we would try to find cassettes 
that either had like cool sounding names or logos, covers, whatever. And every once in a while, I'd just buy something new. That's how we found Master of Puppets. We found out about Metallica by buying Master of Puppets, not knowing anything. Uh, Anthrax. Um, oh, which one would it have been at the time? I. Fistful of Metal? Does that sound like, like a title? Yeah, possibly. Fist- you know what? I remember, uh, I think at the time, was that around the time uh, Cypress Hill did something with Anthrax? Like a... No, that was later. Oh, they, okay. Cypress, I don't think Cypress Hill started until the 90s. This was like mid-80s. Oh, I see. This was like 86, 87. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, man, it wasn't on the man. I can't believe... I can see the album cover I'm forgetting the title but I think we like everybody liked the, the sound of anthrax <laughs> I think we all bought different ones different cassettes that day I don't know it doesn't matter but now we're going to see him tonight we're going to see Scotty and of anthrax with this band it's good. Um, and then Disco Volante we went and got Disco Volante together at the old Tower Records on the boulevard. Yeah, um, that's right. I remember and, how exciting we were. And we were anticipating a similar sound, yeah. too. I remember that very much. We were like, and then first playing in. <laughs> it was totally not. What, what, what was the first track of Disco Falante? Uh, everyone I went to high school with is oh dead. Yeah. And it's the slowest. If you think the Melvin sounds slow... And I hate the term, but like that sludge rock. This was slowed down even more. Yeah. And it was just dun, 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 like just grinding. I took that album. I love it now, but that took me. A, it had to be like a good nine or ten listens because it was so different. Yeah. From the first album, I was like, I. What did they just do here? They do they do this stuff on purpose? Do they try to find the weirdest crap to alienate their fans? <laughs> but that was that ended up being a good album. It's one of my favorite things. That was, we listened to Mr. Bungle on Shuffle on the way up, but just the major releases. And I didn't bring it up while we were driving around. But do you remember the last song on that album, Merry Go Bye Bye? Yeah. Do you remember editing that song? <laughs> Oh, because, uh, yeah. To try to, like, there's a middle part where there's just these horrible ear-piercing screeches. Yeah. And Steve took the time <laughs> on cassette to edit out all those sounds so it was just the musical parts of the song. And I think that helped me get back into the album. Like, okay, you took out a lot of the weird, over-the-top weird stuff and helped me see... That there was music in this album. <laughs> so just your little act of that uh, definitely changed my opinion. For that, I applaud you. We'll try it again. This has effect on it. It's crazy to have. Hopefully if you listen to this, you'll hear cheers. Which one? This one? This one. I don't know. I don't know. There's no sound. Is your switch on? Like, is that on? It's not. It's not on. It 
entire record just pick up Disco Flante. We did like I'm pretty sure we got through a full listen by the time we got home, did we? Or maybe halfway through it. Then I had to go to work. I was fucking at the right. candy store. Oh my god! In the mall, and I remember you coming in. I just like looked so upset. You were like, I was like, I should get to hear more of it. I was, you, you know, what do you think of it? I, was like, I don't know if I like it. Or not. <laughs> yeah, that was the initial. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really I confused by this. Confused. But that's that's it's like a whole other style. It's like a whole uh, other band. It's yeah. kind of like, dude. I remember was, we were listening to a couple of tracks earlier. It was really, it was a great album. Yeah. Overall, it's, it's so many good songs in there. Hey, I'm really curious if this is even recorded. We spent 24 minutes. It's, it's but now, because it's. <laughs> but yeah, then they came back and recruited themselves with. Uh, California. It felt like it. Seven, five years? It's fast. Four years later. Yeah, four years. It was 95 for Disco Volante. California came out the summer of 99. And I just remember how normal that sounded. And I tried to play that for so many non Mike Patton fans I'm like oh but check this out it's yeah. got a new album out it's so cool da, 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 da. and as normal as I thought that album sounded people that I played it for were like that's weird what is that yeah I just tried to play it for a guy this Saturday um he's like what are you doing this weekend I'm like nah, I'm laying a little low I'm like my buddy's coming up from Texas we're going up to New York to see a show he's like who are you saying I'm like that's nobody you've ever heard of. He's like, try me. I'm like, Mr. Bungle. He's like, no, nah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so later in the night, he's like, do you have any uh, Mr. Bungle on your phone there? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I'll play you something. So I went to play Air Conditioned Nightmare. Yeah. He's like, what is this? He's like, this is like demonic Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, that's a good description. I like that description. But yeah, then they redeem themselves with that, and I'm like, all right, can't wait to see what the future holds for Mr. Bungle. And then I wonder, um, how did we hear about California coming out? Were we like, how much were we anticipating that, or did it seem like it came out of nowhere? Like, I wonder if we even heard a single before it came out. No, yeah, there definitely wasn't any singles. There was a rumor that Retro Vertigo, yeah, it was, was going to be by then. Like, um, the internet was was really, you know, much more. Than it was, you know, in the early nineties. You know, you can really look up anything, and and I think we lost Tower Records. Did we lose Tower Records by the two thousands? Did they close? Because we were relying on them for magazine for a, articles, a long time. Reading up about you know, Kerrang magazine, anything related to Mike Patton. Yeah, and I was wondering if maybe we heard about it, read about it in there. That's a possibility, but I, I Honestly, I think I want to credit you. I I knew you had a computer by then. I didn't have one. So there was that rumor of a covers album. Was that before or after California? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that was before. And then there was like this oh. weird hype that Mr. Bungle was going to do a new album. And then... Do you think that covers album ended up being director's cut for Phantomus? Eventually? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right, though. Um, and I might be getting confused with Glenn Danzig when 
he talked about doing a covers album, but that was a totally different. Oh God, time he, frame. he ended up doing that. Yeah, that was yeah, recent within the last couple <laughs> years. Yeah, we were, I think he, we were waiting for a long time to, for that to come out, and I yeah. missed it. Yeah, I checked it out real quick on Spotify. It was it was okay. Yeah, I missed the early early Danzig stuff. He got a little weird in the later years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all that and all that time, California, like yes, what's the future hold? And then we'd read stuff online where, oh uh, well, this one doesn't is in Australia and doesn't want to come to the states to record, and this one's doing this and this one's doing that and blah blah blah. And the next thing you know, twenty years go by, <laughs> and the scary part is, it doesn't feel like twenty years went by. Right. I really, I went by so. 20 years went by so fast. I, how is it, how did it, how, where did that go? Well, in those 20 years, what all the patent do, I'll be Faith No More reunited. They broke up and reunited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phantomas came out. He, he uh, started Epicac Records. So it was just a bombardment. You got almost an album yeah. a year for a while. Yeah. Phantomas, Tomahawk, Peeping Tom, uh, Kata, Kata, I don't know how you pronounce K-A-D-A. And then Mondo uh, Kane. Mondo Kane. Peepin' Tom. Yeah. Uh, there's most recently that I forget the other guy's name, but the album is Corpse Flower. Um, yeah, it was just like thing after thing after thing after thing. Guest appearances yeah. on other people's albums like Sepultura, uh, John Zorn. Did some scores. Yeah. So I guess there really wasn't time to miss. But it was just Faith No More and Mr. Bungle and you had to wait yeah. a few years in between. I did you know, I guess it didn't seem so or it seemed worse than it really was. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It went by so fast. But alright, we're gonna wrap this up. It's gonna be almost time. The doors are gonna be opening soon. Uh but we'll be back. We'll be back with a post show conversation on the ride home thanks for tuning in stunning steve Woo! yeah <laughs> joey t see you later bank of clark county is making it easy to give to local charities we're featuring a different one at each of our bank of clark county locations to find out how you can support their good work Visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.